Hey, hey, family. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the V-Spot with Change Vow. I am so excited for today's episode of The Brief Room. We are coming from domestic violence. As you guys know, October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month, and it is also Domestic Violence Awareness Month. So buckle up your seats. I am very, very happy for the show today. Make sure you guys go ahead and log on, get comfortable, share this with a friend, we're going to have an amazing, amazing show. This show is being brought to you by Earning. Be able to get your money as soon as you wish. No added fees, no interest. Pay back what you like in a tip. If you guys want to know more about Earning, please go ahead and just hit the link that I will add at the end of this broadcast. I appreciate you all and the show starts now. So excited to be here because <laughs> the brief room has started and Oviama is here. So guys, if you are listening, if you are tuning in, if you are driving, please continue to get home safe. Remember that the podcast is starting, so you guys won't have to worry about that. Facebook Live is getting ready to start shortly. Please be careful. Please drive safe. And um, remember, we are an interactive show, so please call in 215-853-6803, 215-853-6803. So, Obi. Well, wait, Rob. So, <laughs> hey, 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 hey. Welcome to the Breathe Room. But listen, Obi, before yes. we even start, okay. right? All so, right. you see that beautiful camera that's right there that's trying to record you? Oh, it's trying. Oh, but what unfortunately, do? it can't get you, boo, because oh. you got that big old tablet. Oh, oh this tablet right here or this tablet right here? This tablet right here. Oh, <laughs> All right, wait a minute, y'all. I got it. You, why you ain't telling that before? Well, honey, I thought you saw something. Oh. <laughs> I did, but I didn't. Okay, girl, can you move the chair? Yep, it just shifted a little bit. But let's see if we can just shift it just a little bit, guys. Listen, behind the scenes is here. You guys have behind the scenes. Behind the scenes is where it's at. So let's see if we can get. Yeah, okay. Yeah, still works. Okay, praise God. Thank you, thank you, thank you. All right, hey, Laverne, hey, Mark, hey, Lisa. Yes, yes, yes. Welcome to the Breathe Room. And uh, we got a show for you on tonight. We got a show for you on tonight. And so, many of you may not know, a lot of you should know, but October is National Domestic Violence Awareness Month. Yes, it is. And where you purple? Where is purple? Mm-hmm. Lord, domestic is purple. I didn't. I did. I'm gonna have to. No, I need not to buy nothing. I need mm-hmm. not to. I need not to buy nothing, but it, okay, it's purple, so um, I'll keep that in mind. <laughs> I'll, I'll keep that in mind. I need not to buy anything, though, so I was going to say, I'm going to need to get me some purple. Nope, I'm not, but okay, anyway, moving right along. <laughs> moving right along. Uh, so, Domestic uh, Violence Awareness Month kind of just really, it's personal for me. It's personal for me. Um, and that's really what Breathe uh, is, is about, being a voice for the voiceless. And so when I think about domestic violence and the three of us, you know, um, can just attest to how it shows up in the many forms that it shows up. Yes. And for, for a lot of us, we don't talk about it because it's not necessarily physical. 
for some of us mm-hmm. it is physical but for those of us when it's not physical we don't we don't talk about it and so therefore we suffer in silence and so on today's show i really want to spend some time talking about all of the signs and the telltale signs because what happens is this we can go under the radar and become so comfortable and complacent in our relationship Mm -hmm. that we begin to change the narrative and we begin to make excuses and we begin to say oh he don't mean nothing by it she don't mean nothing by it that's just how they are not even understanding that we're masking the abuse Mm -hmm. because that's exactly what we're doing but I I would also say we don't even know I I can say that for me I didn't know that I was in an abusive relationship until 18 years (laughs) it's not funny but but seriously um and 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 so I want to kind of just Put a pin right there if I can, because for me, the abuse, it, it was kind of like, this is our relationship. Like, this, like it wasn't, because it wasn't physical, mm-hmm. I wasn't able to easily identify the toxicity okay. and, and, and all of the things that really was abuse. I wasn't really able to identify it and because I was somewhat isolated and ashamed and embarrassed I didn't talk about it it was just it just was what it was you you know what I'm saying yes. am I making sense no you're making sense go ahead Gail go ahead <laughs> no I was going to say part of the reason why people don't know is sometimes they grow up in it right it's generational right. so what you perceive as normal yes because this is how mommy and daddy related yes. to one I agree. another. I agree. I agree. Grandpa related to one another. You continue the cycle. And mm-hmm. so you don't realize it's abuse until you actually get educated yes. about abuse and its effects. Yeah. And so, yeah. Yes, and to your point, and I think that's why for me I didn't notice it because I grew up in dysfunction. Mm-hmm. I grew up, everything about my childhood was abusive. You know what I'm saying? And and so children too, as we know, children too are abused and, and domestic isn't just the mother or the father or the, the husband or the wife or the girl. Like you and I as just girlfriends can be abusive to each other. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I think that we do not really call it out and we need to call it out and we need to be able to identify it and know what abuse looks like in in all different types of relationships because we are worthy of healthy whole reciprocal relationships in every area of our lives instead of kind of putting our relationships or our interactions with others in boxes or in categories and and kind of separating it out Mm -hmm. i think that's one of the ways that we are blindsided because while you and I may have a great relationship, but Gal and I may not, but because of my background and my upbringing, if I don't know what a healthy girlfriend relationship is supposed to be like, I may just say, oh, that's my girl, and she just, that way. How she is. that's yes. just how she is, or yes. she's she tripping, or she's yes. she me, and we do that yes. all the time. Like mm-hmm. bad behavior. Mm-hmm. 
We mm-hmm. we do that all the time, and we make excuses, and we put masses on it, and all that kind of stuff. But at the end of the day, when we are apart, everybody like that's not a friend. Mm-hmm. That is not a friend. And you're like, but I've known her all my life. And then your whole, um, I guess, countenance and body language changes from when you're in the in the middle with some, with her or away from her. And people pick up with that. People and they up, under, yeah. And they see that. They see how you change completely. Because when you get around that person who you say, oh, that's just the way she is, you become tense. Because now you have to, yes. put, feel like you have to put a, a wedge in between. So if somebody says something, you're like, this is my girl. Oh, Obi's my girl. Wait a minute now. Right, right. Like, I know that she, you know, but wait a minute. And that, that happens. It happens all the time. It, and you just feel like, I, this is my girl and this what it is but no she all up in your head then you go home you tired you can't even enjoy the moment where you was at because now you're so stressed you're you're stressed and also you don't want to um you're so loyal you're so loyal to being a good friend Mm -hmm. or a good whatever right whatever title you have given yourself you're so committed to that again not only are you committed to that title, but you're married to it. You've become one with it and nobody can tell you anything different. And and that's a scary place to be. So let me get into some yes. statistics, right? This is really interesting. So on the national, national day calendar for uh, domestic violence, uh, uh, month they had some really interesting facts that I, that was it was just alarming to me so it, it says national domestic violence awareness month is an annual designation observed in october for many home is a place of love warmth and comfort it's somewhere that you know you will be surrounded by care and support and a nice little break from the busyness of the real world, but for millions of others, home is anything but a sanctuary. Mm-hmm. And this, this this opening wow. paragraph right here really resonated with me, which is the reason why the opening of the Breathe House is so important. Like I'm so committed to the Breathe House being a sanctuary. I'm so committed to the Breathe House being a safe place for this very reason, mm-hmm. because when you are in it, Sometimes you're not ready to depart. Sometimes you're not ready to move out. So, but you do need a safe place. You do need a place that you can run into to kind of take that superwoman cap off and cape off and just say, I just need a place to breathe. I just need a place to think. I just need a place where nobody knows my name. Yes. Right? Yes. And, and I can just kind of process and pray and 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 pause and collect myself and find out what it is I need to do or be refreshed so that I can go back into the war if that's what I decide to do mm-hmm. you you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. so it goes on to say now that the US Department of Justice estimates that 1.3 million women 1.3 million women wow. and 834,000 men are victims of physical violence by a partner every year. That's alarming. That's alarming. And, that's that's alarming. and again, when you don't know, you read this and, and our go-to may be physical, but it's not just physical. And so I really want to get into that. So it says, go ahead. That's a high number. Mm-hmm. And so on both sides, mm-hmm. both genders. Yes. And, and understand that not everybody reports it. Right. 
And so if you can imagine the what the number would be if if everyone told if everyone everybody told, told their story. That's, yeah. that's just like crazy. That's right. So it says every nine seconds a woman in the US is beaten or assaulted by a current or ex significant other. And one in four men are victims of some form of physical violence by an intimate partner. Now, this absolutely wow. we know is true. Mm -hmm. This absolutely we know is true. Mm -hmm. And so we have to, you know, through our voice, be a voice for the voiceless. And we have to continue on having these conversations. But not just having the conversations, we have to be moved to action. And so I, I am... You know, just as I was reading this and just thinking about the whole movement of Breathe and a Breathe House and just thinking about how even I can do more. You know, how, how can I reach more people? How can I help more people? How can I? Because it's not necessarily about the big things. It's the little things. What, what can you do every day to help somebody that's suffering, that's, to help somebody who's being abused? And it could be as simple as a kind word, a hug, you know, a gentle touch, yes, a ear, a non-judgmental ear, mm -hmm. you know, and, and those are the things that I think we don't do enough. We don't do enough. Yeah. So hugs are awesome. Hugs are everything. Hugs are medicine. At my job, oh my God. <laughs> at my job, everything. we hug so much. It's like just a group of us. So we hug so much and no matter what you're going through, no matter what it is, when you get that tightness, mm -hmm. it's like for 20 seconds or more, they deem it as medicine, as medication. And just to be able to just release whatever it is that you're going through, who knows how many people may hit, because we don't, I don't think we're that deep in my job, so we don't know who's getting beat on or who's getting, right. but that hug could calm you from the night before, yes. from your hair being pulled out or, right. you know, or whatever the case may be, or from, you know, that, that toxic girlfriend or, you know, just whatever. You never know. It, it really does go a long way. And it just reminds me, uh, this morning, I think it was this morning or yesterday, I had a student who is... She she's spicy all the time, but she said to me in the middle of the spiciness, Miss O. Now she she like nineteen. She's like Miss O. Can I have a hug? You know, and I'm like, of course you can. Mm -hmm. You know, and and to your point, mm -hmm. you know, to your point. And this young lady, um, she don't have a mom. Her mom passed away many many years ago. You know, and she lives on her own, and she's a young teen mom. And I have a classroom full of teen parents and um, last week my my the school um, I teach at had a cookout for the students and they were able to bring their kids and stuff and I just and I looked around at how many students you know how many teen moms was was out there with their kids and I just felt this overwhelming um, you know compact like I can't wait till the breeze house open like I'm going to love these girls mm -hmm. beyond their beyond. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, because it, it it's the little things, you know, just creating opportunities where they can come together, where they can talk, where they can get pampered, where they can get etiquette classes, where they can, like, whatever, you know, what they like, can get that like they need <laughs> a safe place. And so that's why the Breathe House is for better women with children and teen parents. And I was just so full and so filled up, like, we got to stop judging and do more loving. We got we got to. Like we we got to. 
And so I am so committed to, you know, uh, making sure that that happens. And there's been some bumps along the road. And, and let me just pause because I don't really do this enough. And that is I abs I need everybody that's listening to watch and make sure you guys you are sharing this video because I absolutely need your help. I absolutely need your donations. I am almost at the end, but I'm not there yet at completing the renovations for the Breeze House. We are at a place where uh, we need toilets. We need three toilets, three vanities. Uh, we need kitchen. We need the complete cabin tree, cab cabin tree for the kitchen. Uh, no, I don't need any dining room or living room furniture. I don't need any dishes. I do need, I will need, you know what I found online and um, Gene has been so, so Gene is named the contractor. He has been doing so much research for me on trying to figure out how I can make this space um, like livable and comfortable and, and, and all kind of stuff. So he sent me um today a a um a, a convertible ottoman. A convertible ottoman. So you guys know what an ottoman is? Mm -hmm. So it's this sleek, posh, nice looking ottoman and it opens up into this foam mattress. Oh and, neat. and 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 it and it's a real frame in bed. I gotta send you the link. It's a whole it's a whole YouTube on it and it was uh featured on QVC. Am I saying that right? Mm -hmm. QVC or whatever. Mm -hmm. And and it's created by the original person who created the sofa bed. And um, so it's a whole, I'll send you guys a link. It's a whole, way. and so I, I went, I did a Google search on it and the bids are like $300, but they fold up. The whole thing is space saving, mm -hmm. right? So it folds up into this ottoman so you can sit on it and, and it doesn't take up space. And then at night they just, you know, roll it out. And I was like, this is the answer. Like, mm -hmm. this is the answer. You know what I'm saying? Because. In that one master room, I could probably get like four or five of those beds, you know, in there. And then I have the closet and all that kind of stuff. Because I'm really like, how can I get it open by the end of the year? And how can I service the most, you know, the maximum amount of people and keep them nice? So that's what I need, you guys. And also, um, what else? Uh, so the bedroom, for, that's really it. The bed, I so I, I, so I want convertible ottomans. They're about $300. So if you listen to me. Here's my wish list for the brief house to get it open. So the convertible ottoman, um, I want the water efficient toilets that have the, the thing you push down in the middle, not the, mm -hmm. well, I don't even know what it's called. The handle. On the handle, <laughs> not, the, not the toilet okay. handle on, his, on, the, on the side. <laughs> and vanities, and, and the toilets are about two, two something at Lowe's or Home Depot. So you guys, if you wanna donate to the brief house, you can really be a blessing to the women who will come by investing in a Home Depot card, a Lowe's card, and just send it to me. You can inbox me for my address. You can also cash at me, but that's where I am. And, I, and the last thing I have to do is I have to do all new flooring. The flooring is just horrible, unfortunately. So I have to do all new flooring throughout the whole house. But to get it open by December, I need to get those uh, the toilets, the vanities, and, and to get the kitchen 
um, done. And that's where we are with the Breathe House. I said I'll probably do a video this weekend to let everybody see where we are. But the Breathe House is for battered women with children and teen parents. And so I absolutely, absolutely need your donations, your prayers, um, and your help. So back to the this website. It says, um, here's another shocking statistic. The number of U.S. troops killed in Afghanistan and Iraq between 2001 and 2012 is 6,488. The number of women who were murdered by current or ex-male partners during that same time frame is 11,766, oh <laughs> according to the Huffington Post. Wow. That's almost double the number of people who were killed fighting in the war. Wow. People who are in an abusive relationship will stay with the partner for a number of reasons, you guys. So listen, we have to, again, not just say something, but we have to do something because, again, that person that's in that situation may not mentally be ready to leave. They may not mentally be ready to, you know, disconnect for a whole lot of reasons. I know I can speak for myself in that situation. I didn't think that I was going to be able to make it without my husband, like real talk. You know what I'm saying? And and I know so many women and also men, they stay in uh, abusive, toxic relationships because they don't really see no other way. They just don't. And regardless of how abusive that person is, when it's all you know, you can say to me all day, get out, get out, get mm -hmm. out. But mentally, until mm -hmm. a shift takes place in my mind, I can't even conceive what you're saying. Mm -hmm. And we have to have more compassion for those that are in that situation because it's easy when you're not in that situation to say, girl, I if I was did, you, I would I do X, Y, Z. Mm -hmm. And you know, and the same thing to, to, mm -hmm. to the man. We have to have a lot more love and a lot more compassion. So it says now, their self-esteem is totally destroyed and they are made to feel they will never be able to find another person to be with. Oh my God, if I can tell you how many times my ex-husband told me, <laughs> you ain't nobody, no, me. no, he didn't say he wasn't nothing. He would say, um, nobody's going to put up with you. <laughs> well, what in he the world, say, Obi? He would say that all, like he would really say that to me all of the time. Nobody's going to put up with you. Nobody's going to put up with you. And and I would just say, nobody's going to put up with you. <laughs> but, but, right, but that was our relationship, but not understand. Like, he was really speaking that over to me. And, it, and I was believing it to a certain extent because then my conversation went from, number one, I believed him, right? And my response was, well, nobody's going to put up to you. But then it went to, if if this don't work out between you and I, I don't want to be with nobody else because you done stressed me beyond no end. I mm -hmm. can't do this. I don't want to be in a relationship. Mm -hmm. I don't want to deal with another man. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So, mm -hmm. so that then feeds into me not believing that I'm worthy of being loved and that there is somebody that God predestined and ordained to be partnered with me. You know what I'm saying? And so when we begin to believe lies that that abusive person 
has told us or is telling us, we believe that, we subscribe to that, and that impacts our self-esteem. So when it's talk about, you know, we, we have self-esteem, we absolutely do because day in and day out, we are being told we're not good enough or nobody's going to love us and nobody's going to do that and nobody's going to do that. And I don't care how, you're right, I don't care how pretty you are or not, your self-esteem gets shut down. Agreed. You get beat down. I agree. With the constant you ain't this and you ain't that and this, that, and the third. Mm-hmm. Or just feeling like in my situation, feeling like not only was I not worthy, not only was I not good enough, but I also wasn't smart enough. Right? Now, for those people that know me, I, I'm I'm a little educated. <laughs> <laughs> Right? I, I'm a little mm-hmm. educated, but he would oftentimes tell me, like, um, yeah, you you really ain't that smart. That's so, yeah, yeah, yes. that was a part of the control, yes. right? So then it caused me to, you know, shrink back. And while other people could see my potential or other people saw greatness, I, I didn't, didn't because it. at home, that wasn't what was being nurtured or supported. You know what I'm saying? And and so a lot of times I, I, I'm in conversations and, and men specifically will say different things to me about my self-esteem. And, and it's like, I, I hear y'all and I'm, I'm still working through some things. And I know you see me out here being this great person. But at the end of the day, yeah, I, get, I absolutely have to eat what I teach and I preach absolutely all day long. That's why I started the first chapter in the book with Believe. Because I had to get my mindset renewed about what I believed about me. Because I was believing so much of what had been said to me over the last 18 years where I thought that I was nothing. And before then, and that was the other thing, starting in childhood. And so when I talk about domestic violence, you guys, I want you to just kind of understand and appreciate that stuff is deep-rooted and stuff is planted when we are young and that shapes who we become as an adult because our unconscious and our subconscious is going back to that negative word, that negative seed that was planted. Mm -hmm. So it says now the cycle of abuse, meaning the honeymoon phase that follows physical and mental abuse makes them believe their partner really is sorry and does love them, which is a mask. You know, they beat you up. Oh, I, I only hit you because I love you. And and again, even if it's not physical, because for me, it was, you know, I, I'm doing, you caused me to do this. You caused, but how, how I, I put a gun to your head now to make you, like, I'm trying to understand how I am making you do anything. Mm-hmm. I don't, I'm not making you do anything, you know, but again, that's that manipulation. That's that manipulation. And so for those of you who are listening, I want you to just kind of not only be aware, but but have more compassion and sensitivity to those that are in abusive situations that you know of and those that you may not know of because abuse also shows up like on the workplace, irritation, being easily offended, always wanting to fight, 
a person being aggressive. It could be that they're being abused at home and they the only way they know how to deal with it is is this outward nastiness that you see. So I just want you guys to kind of be aware of and instead of saying, you know, she's so mean or he those he's this or he's that, kind of just start trying to understand the person instead of making sure that person understand you. Too oftentimes we seek to be understood instead of pausing so that we can understand mm -hmm. and get a different perspective. So I have absolutely, I, I, I feel like I need to pause and, and let you guys chime in. If you guys want to call in, the call in number is 215-853-6803. This is National Domestic Awareness Month. And we are talking about some telltale signs and also how you can get involved in just things that you can do. Because what you do is just as important as what you don't do, yes. you know. And a lot of times people will say, well, I didn't want to get involved. But then you just stand. That's like somebody. Well, I've read. Yes, that's very, very touchy. No, no, no. I don't mean. No, no. Hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. I don't mean. I don't mean like you stopping a fight because the person, if they're not ready to leave, they're going to go back or they will turn on you. I'm not, you immediately. I'm not, I'm not mm -hmm. talking about that. I, I'm talking about getting involved enough so the person know that you are safe. So the right. person know that you got them. So the person, so there was a place, my, my, my very good, um, friend, Tony, you met Tony. She has, um, a, a, a spa type, um, situation and I was able to go to her house and just sit on her couch for hours when I needed space. I had another really good friend. I couldn't bring my kids there, but she, and she only had enough space for me. But when I needed to get away, when, when I, when I really felt like I was at my breaking point and I didn't know if, if, if I was strong enough to keep living, like I, I'm, I'm at the suicidal point. Like I'm like, if I go home, I don't know if I'm going to wake up in the morning. I don't know if my kids going to wake up in the morning. I'm talking about when I was in those dark places. Mm -hmm. There was two houses that I could go to where they weren't asking me why. Mm -hmm. They wasn't telling me to leave. They just say, you can stay as long as you need. I don't have room for your kids, which is why the Breathe House is important for me right. to have space for people's kids. Because I, I needed a place to bring my kids, but that wasn't available to me. But what was available to me was two safe places that That's I could a place go for to, you to, regroup. to a place where I could just have mm -hmm. some time alone where nobody was asking me nothing. Yes. And I and in the one place she all she she would just come by periodically and say, Oh, you okay? You need any drink? You need anything to drink? You need something to eat? That's what I mean. Mm -hmm. That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause we, we we can't get involved unless a person invite us. And too oftentimes that you know, I was like, I'm out of here, I'm out of here. My dad was like, I ain't even changing your locks no more. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was like, I ain't even changing your locks no more. Like, but it's important to know because there are um, there are studies where it says it takes people a certain number of times before they actually leave. Yeah, and it's and it's mm -hmm. hard to leave. It's mm -hmm. hard to 
especially if you that's all you know that's all you know and so uh, yeah yeah so you saying loving yes the, the only thing that's the best thing you can do that's the best thing you can do is love and pray mm-hmm. love and pray that's the best thing you can do so it's dangerous to leave Women are 70 times more likely to be killed in the weeks after leaving their abusive partner than at any other time in the relationship, according to the Domestic Violence Intervention Program. Statistics suggest that almost 5% of male homicide victims each year are killed by an intimate partner. They feel personally responsible for their partner or their own behavior. They are made to feel like everything goes wrong as their fault. Oh my God. Yes and yes and yes. This is so true. And, and, and when you are in it, you guys, again, I live this. When you are in it, this is where you feel like you damned if you do and damned if you don't. This is where depression comes in at. This is where anxiety... Because I'm telling you, I couldn't do right to save my life. Everything was my fault all the time. And I just was like, Lord, how long? How, how long? How, like, how long, Lord? You know what I'm saying? Like, it is really... So we have to... We have to really just be aware and be and and be conscious that's why that love is so important that's why it's so important to just be an heir and to um be a sounding board in a safe place because people are getting beat up and not just physically but also mentally so uh you know this month is for us to kind of just pause and whether you've ever been in that situation or not it's real and it, and it has no respect of person. It has no respect of money mm-hmm. because there are many people who are rich that are that in abusive, yes. you know, relationships. But I, I like to say not taking away and not comparing. But for me, I personally just believe the verbal and the mental is is worse for me. That is crazy because I was going to ask. I was going to ask you That's that. I was going to ask you that, like, you know, and, you know, to see or even to see if, you know, if the viewers would say, you know, which one they they believe. Because I also believe that the emotional and the mental is so much stronger. It's so much more powerful because if you're constantly being abused mentally, Mm -hmm. it keeps replaying. Yeah, of course, that beating, that smack upside the head. Yeah, that plays as well. But it's something about something when it gets into your mindset. You know how when it gets into your mind and, and that constant, so that just answered my question. Thank you, because that was going to be my <laughs> that was going to be my question. Mhm, mhm. And Laverne says uh, the other learning experience was identifying verbal and emotional abuse. Absolutely, absolutely. And so um, it tells us how to observe. It says domestic violence awareness. Um, what they want us to do is to just talk about it and post about it so we're able to go to the website. So please go to the Domestic uh, Violence Awareness website on social media and start getting some things from that website to post daily. So today is the 3rd, October 3rd. The every day post something just to bring awareness. So here are some things to, to look out for or to be aware of. It says your partner has hit you beat you or strangled you in the past your partner is possessive your partner is possessive and that's another thing women and men 
women and men, hear me when I say this, okay? When somebody is literally trying to control you and be possessive, that is not love. We confuse that all the time. Oh, he loved me. He's so concerned about me. He want to know where I'm at every minute of the day. Oh, she loved me. No, 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 no. Love is not controlling. Love is not jealous. Love is kind. It is patient. It is long-suffering, okay? So I don't want you guys to be confused. And it is easy for us to confuse the two, especially when you've never experienced real love, right? It says your partner, your partner is possessive. They check up on you constantly, wondering where you are. They get mad at you for hanging out with certain people if you don't want, if you don't do what they say. Yup, that, that, that was, oh my goodness. It doesn't matter. It, it did not matter. If I spent too much time talking to my mother, it was a problem. If I spent too, like whoever, male or female, it was a problem. And But at the time, y'all, when I was in it, I didn't know that that was a part of the abuse. I didn't, I just thought that he was really jealous. And that, that's a part of it. It says your partner is jealous. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's know. what it says. <laughs> I didn't know, I didn't know. Your partner is jealous. A small amount of jealousy is normal and healthy. However, if they accuse you of being unfaithful or isolate you from family or friends, that means the jealousy has gone too far. The jealousy has gone too far. Your partner push you down. Mm-mm. They attack your... Into- oh, my God. I wish... See, but you know what? Honestly, I don't even know that if I would have read this during the time of my marriage, if I would have, if I would have been able to identify this, I think I was in denial for a long time. I, I really do. And that's the other thing. Sometimes people be in denial. Your partner puts you down. They attack your intelligence. They, they, uh, they attack your looks, your mental health or capabilities. They blame you for all of their violent outbursts. And they tell you nobody else will want you or they're going to leave. Your partner threatens you or your family. Your partner physically and sexually abuses you. If they ever push, shove, or hit you or make you have sex with them when you don't want to, they are abusing you. And again, this is not talked about. And and let me go over to the church. The church, we got to do better church, folk. We, we got, the body of Christ got to do better because there are so many women and men who are abused in the name of the Lord. We could come on. I'm talking about it today. I'm talking about it today because men probably, especially men <coughs> in the positions and titles and clergy, all that kind of stuff, are one of the main ones that are abusive physically and verbally, especially of their wives. There's so many first ladies who are being abused. It don't even make no sense. And they, they wouldn't dare say so because of who their husband is, you know? So we have to, again, be aware. So let me just repeat this. So it says, these are the telltale signs that you are in an abusive relationship. Okay. Your partner has hit you, beat you, or strangled you in the past. Your partner is possessive. They check up on you constantly, wondering where you are. They get mad at you for hanging out with certain people if you don't do what they say. Your partner is jealous. 
Your partner is jealous. A small amount of jealousy is normal. However, if they accuse you of being unfaithful or isolate you from family and friends, that means the jealousy has gone too far. Your partner puts you down. They attack your intelligence, looks, mental health, or capabilities. They blame you for all of their violent outbursts and tell you nobody else want you and that they will leave. Your partner threatens you or your family. Your partner physically and sexually abuse you. And people don't believe, I don't think, from what I've heard, that you can be sexually abused married. Yes, you can. No is no. No is no. Now, of course, I know the Bible says that the bed is undefiled. And it says that if you're not going to have sex with your spouse, you need to have permission Okay, I understand that. But if 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 I'm saying no and you violate that and you take it, that's still abuse. That like that's the or right. That's the, it's still abuse and we have to we got to talk about it. We got to start talking about it so that more people can be aware of what abuse is, what abuse look like, what it feel like, what it tastes like so that we can put an end to it quicker than later, sooner than later. Mm-hmm. Ladies, what's your thoughts? Well, I agree, especially with um, going back, because, of course, I'm not married, and no one is, you know, forcing their hands on my cookie jar. So I, <laughs> <laughs> so I, so I can't talk about, you know, that, but um, the whole mental you know, if I can just go back a little bit, the whole mental, um, I just remember that from me growing up and from me seeing, um, my father do it to my mom. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, it came to a point where he would say, because eventually it went from him putting his hands on my mom, which he thought was, let me just say this. Do I doubt for a second that my father did not love my mom? No, I believe he loved her to life. The thing was, he was a fool, and he thought that that was the way that he can control my mom by him putting his hands on her. So it wasn't until my stepfather came in and, you know, broke all that down. Hey, Dad. I love my dad, y'all. My stepfather. <laughs> I love him so much. So it wasn't until he came in and said, listen here, buddy. This 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 ain't what it's going to be. That, that my father started to do mental. So then he started to use us against my mom. Now, you know how now is where, oh my goodness, don't use them kids against that man. Don't do that. And then it was the other way around. My mom never withheld us from my dad, but he would say, oh, you ain't saying nothing to me today? I ain't getting kids. Oh, you ain't gonna let me in the house today? Oh, I ain't picking the kids up next week. So it went the other way. So Mm -hmm. I saw from both ends, I knew that physical abuse was real and that it was happening because I saw it with, you know, from what I can remember, you know, my stepfather came into play when I was almost, came into the household when I was almost six years old. So I remembered those years of my birth father, you know, doing that. And then um, just the, the mental yeah, that's beautiful. Um, and then you know the mental of of my of my birth father, you know, doing the same. And it's so crazy when you see the difference. It went from me seeing that to seeing the way that my stepfather. Hi, beautiful. Seeing the way that my step. You can't sit there. She's sitting there. The way that my stepfather um, treated my mom, and it's like, hey. This is not the way it's supposed to be. The way that, you know, my, my, my father did it and the way that my stepfather did it is too completely different. So I knew right from wrong. 
you know? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so for me, I just think that um, <clears throat> we have a culture that has nurtured abuse. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And people don't think it's, it's that bad. Mm-hmm. Right? So if you're dealing with verbal or um, mental, emotional abuse, it's not that bad. Or if you were hit, he only hit you once, right? That's how we downplay. And I'm not saying everybody, but if you have conversations with people long enough, you'll be you'll begin to hear the pattern of, oh, it's not that bad. And mm-hmm. the reality is, it is that bad. And mm-hmm. we need to start treating it like it's that bad. Mm-hmm. Um, June Hunt wrote a book called How to Rise Above Abuse. And I would recommend that for anybody. It's How to Rise Above Abuse, Victory for Victims of Five Types of Abuses. So you have the spiritual that we don't talk about, but that's real. The verbal, the emotional, the physical, the sexual. And it's a real thing. And so something as simple as you telling somebody to shut the F up because they ask you a question. Mm -hmm. Right. That is abuse. Mm-hmm. The fact that that or mom that you tell your kid that you're going to show up and come pick them up and you don't, that is abuse. Yes. And people don't think about it as abuse. My counselor had to tell me that mm-hmm. last month. Oh, your dad didn't pick you up on multiple days. That's abuse. Yeah. Or abandoned. Yeah. Right. That's the mess. That's a form of domestic violence. Mm-hmm. Didn't know. Mm-hmm. Didn't mm-hmm. didn't know I was in a verbally abusive relationship because I was rising up too. Like, you right. step to me, I'm going to step to you. I'm right. that chick. But guess what? We created a toxic environment for our child mm-hmm. who then became mm-hmm. very verbal, right? Right. So I, I think the awareness part, we really got to do a, a better job of making people aware of the abuse that we don't talk about. Mm-hmm. Everybody talks about physical abuse. We don't talk about those other Right, we don't talk about those other abuses. So I think someone is joining us. So Blaine, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Okay, so you are live. You are on the Instagram uh, feed. Welcome. And, uh, they can see you. We can see everything in your house. So I really need you to put that camera around, please. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I can see all kind of stuff. So. Definitely want to uh, flip that camera around. So, Blaine, did you want to add something? I So, thank you for uh, wanting to join in uh, on this live. And uh, Gail said hi, and I would love to have your male perspective to this conversation about domestic uh, violence. Um, I think it's a very important topic uh, concerning which ladies are speaking about. And... Uh, like you said, a lot of times people don't want to express things that are going on because of their position or, um, you know, who they mean to society. So I think it's important to uh, basically make sure that we have outlets for people to uh, be able to be, re- you know, to be able to reach out to and uh, basically see the signs for people who are crying out for help. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So from from a perspective of of a man and also a man with sisters and a daughter, um, what what would you say to the men? What would you say to the women? What would you what would you say to your circle friend? (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, I would say, you know, as a woman, you know, there there are certain things that um, you're just not going to take, you know what I mean? And uh, I think as having women, uh, as far as sisters and mothers and things of that nature, I look for signs as well, you know, because everybody is not so easy to tell you what's going on, you know. I basically tell my daughter, um, first of all, I try to do all the things that I should as a man and a father for her. So when these young men come around trying to introduce her to that stuff, it's not new to her. It's not, she's not wild by it. Mm-hmm. And I also tell her to look out for signs, you know what I mean? Like how somebody talks to her or how they treat her or what they say to her. Um, you know, like for instance, you know, them calling her out of her name but call themselves playing around. You know, you have to look at stuff like mm-hmm. that. You have to look at a person's behavior, their pattern, what they say, what they do, um, how they treat you. Um, and I just look for signs just in case you have somebody around you who is not willing to say what's going on. Sometimes you, as a friend, uh, being around a person or hanging around them as much, sometimes you can see signs or see a change in the person that they're not willing to talk about. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you for sharing that. And and I want to say that, um, and, and again, thank you because... It's also important when you are in an abusive relationship that you do have trusted friends, Mm -hmm. you know, friends that really got your back and care for you. That's really important. And I can remember um, maybe it was last year or the year before um, I I would share different things with Blaine and um, and I don't know if he even knew what he was saying to me, but he had a different perspective than what I had. And he would be saying like, Obi, why are you doing that? You shouldn't be doing that. But again, I was so used to, and I still felt obligated to, even though I'm separated, even though I'm divorced, even though I still felt like I had to do the things that I was continuing doing. And Blaine was just like, um, no, you need to stop. You know, and and so um, so thank you, Blaine, thank for you. number one, be, being my friend, and number two, not being afraid to say, "Oh, be like, no, that's 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 not what you're supposed to be doing. This is what's supposed to happen." Because too many people just will be on the sideline, right, and watch things going on instead of you know, saying something. When you see something, you need to say something. And it wasn't because of our of our relationship. Of course, he knew that he could say that to me without me getting offended or there causing any, you know, friction in our relationship. So thank you for that. Thank you for being a super friend. He likes to call me his circle friend. I hate that, but mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> whatever. He's the smartest one in his circle. So, all right, Blaine. So, I we are going to end this show, and I will be talking to you later, my friend. And so, listen, you guys. I just want you to, um, you know, make sure that you know the signs. Go on the national. Uh, domestic violence awareness website. There's a ton of resources and information out there. But when you see something, start saying something from a place of love and not from a place of judgment. Mm -hmm. And so I I just want to kind of end this show.
Did Blaine, you saying something? Yeah, I think he's still there. Yeah, I was just saying, everybody, have a good night. It was definitely a good show. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> good night, Blaine. Well, I'm like, yeah, I think he's still there. <laughs> all right, good night. Don't sign it off. All right, so listen, you guys, don't just watch. Don't be a bystander. Mm-hmm. When you see something, say something. When you see something, say something. When you see something, say something. Remember, you can get involved with everything that I'm doing with the Breathe House by, you can go to the website, you can donate on my website, amazingyou.com. Again, if you missed the first half of the show, I need toilets and vanities and cabinetry, have to get the floor redone. My goal is to be able to open by December. Convertible ottomans is what I would absolutely love for bedroom furniture you can get me a card to amazon to lowe's or home depot the breathe house will be for bad women with children and teen parents and so i absolutely need help in finishing this work this is the small part that i will be doing to help women and to help teen parents by creating a safe place, a sanctuary that they can go into and not only have a safe place, but actually get help, get resources and be connected to some other people who is going to be a part of that village. And so the work that I do, the work that you do, the money that you give, the money collectively that we give as a community, it helps. It makes a difference. And, And if you can't financially give, Give what you can, and that's always a hug or mm-hmm. a kind word. A non-judgmental ear is better than anything in the world. It is absolutely priceless. Okay. And so, again, stay connected, get connected. You can continue to follow me on all things social media. You can uh, reach out to me. You can email me, whatever the case may be. But this has been The Breathe show the breathe room the breathe segment we donated this to domestic violence awareness again when you see something say something don't allow your loved one to suffer in silence this has been your girl obiama martin your breathe coach your sister in this journey till next time have an amazing evening on purpose (laughs) peace And also just to my viewers and my listeners, thank you guys so much for joining. And please remember that um, on the V-Spot with Val, the podcast, you'll get all of that information on there as well. And this Sunday is the Commit to Live, um, the Walk Against Suicide. Myself and my daughter, we do that. So a lot of the things that we have seen and a lot of things that we have um, heard while being out there is a lot of people tend to commit suicide when they try to get out of abusive relationships and they try to get out of bullying and you know just all of those things like that so guys just be an open ear um to your family your loved ones not only this week but period um and until next time guys it was the breathe room i'll be sure to post the link for the v-spot with files so you guys can replay this if you have not heard have a great day on purpose guys i'll talk to you soon Bye. Bye. See ya. Yes.
Yes, guys, I told you we were going to have an amazing show today. I'm so glad you guys were able to check in. Be sure to watch. Be sure to go to Facebook Live, the V-Spot, to see the show behind the show. Be sure to also follow Obiyama Morton on all social media networks, okay? Again, this broadcast was brought to you and sponsored by Earning. Um, get your cash as soon as you want it. No added fees, no additional interest. Uh, pay back what you like in a tip. That link will be posted inside of the description. I am so happy that you guys joined me. Thank you so much for joining the V-Spot. Until next time, have a wonderful day.